Hey, beautiful friends. Welcome to the Savor Podcast. We're so excited for you to join us today as we dive into the goodness of God together. Our hope is for you to be encouraged, challenged, and entertained as you listen to hosts Stacy and Suzanne, along with special guests as they have honest and real conversations about how to savor God's word as they grow in their relationship with Christ. We hope you'll encourage a friend or two to listen with you so you can keep the conversations going. We're all about community here. Hey, hey, welcome to the Savor Podcast. Uh, Stacy and I are here today to talk to you about passivity. I just have fun saying that word. Um, but anyway, how are you doing, Stace? Um, I'm okay. Just okay? Yeah, because again, how long did it take us to get ready to record this podcast? I don't know, but Ricky is a saint. Yes, he is. So if you guys know Ricky, you need to tell Ricky thank you for yes. what he does to help us do this every single time we record. If you episode. enjoy this episode, episode or any episode ever done at the Saver Podcast, please tell Ricky thank you because it is like it's like an act of Congress to get these speakers to work every single time. I know. And I just got off the phone with him. He's got both of his boys headed to their well-checked doctor visits while he's picking up a coffee for the pediatrician because he's that kind of guy, balancing that, getting the kids in the car and remotely helping me get this podcast to work. So thank you, Ricky. Yes. Not that he's listening. Oh, well, he has to, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Ricky. I'm not sure he actually (laughs) listens. I think he probably puts on worship music while he's editing these for us. I'm just kidding. So yeah, um, but it's great to be here again for another episode. Uh, So far this year, we have recorded and released a couple. We're trying to do one a week. And so... We hope that's the plan, but we do have a few things coming up over the next couple of weeks, so we may not be able to do every single week, but um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll get notified every time we do release a new episode, and we try to release Monday or Tuesday of the week. So we hope that you guys are enjoying them. We'd love to hear your feedback on it, and um, just uh, thank you for being here and being a part of what we're doing. Yeah, super fun. Yeah. So how about you, Suzanne? How are things going for you? Um, it's good. It's good. I think there is a lot going on this year. So I've been lately feeling a little bit overwhelmed trying to get everything done. Um, you know, we have a lot of cool projects we're working on at, um, for the women's ministry across town. So that's been a lot and just balancing that and work and, you know, all the responsibilities that we have. Um, so that's been, it's been good, but it's been a little bit of a challenge to get things done. Yeah, I can totally understand that. And when things get challenging for you, do you have kind of an MO that you go to? Like, do you double down and work harder? Do you kind of just think, I'm overwhelmed, I don't know what to do next, or I am going to, you know, go vent to a friend? Like, do you have an MO of what you do when things get kind of challenging? Yeah, my MO is like, I should quit. I'm totally quitting. I'm quitting the podcast. I'm quitting everything, Stacey. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that I just kind of push through. I, you know, Jeremy, my husband, is obviously a good sounding board uh, for that because he will kind of help me do more things like maybe around the house or, you know, caregiving for his grandmother or whatever um, to try to make, make that space. Um, but I'm also a person that requires some downtime every day. So that is also hard to balance it all. So, you know, I think it's just talking it through and then just doing the work. 
Yeah, I think it is hard, but I think recognizing those things and where you can reach out for help, I think is also a really good piece of advice that I'll hold on to for me as well. And kind of dropping back sometimes and saying, okay, realistically, can I do all of this? And then trying to prioritize it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's so important. So what are we talking about today? What did you say that word is? Passivity. But it only works if you say it like that. Passivity. Passivity. Yeah, see, it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's so fun. Yeah, it's such an interesting concept. So last time when we got together, we talked about influence And we specifically talked about the verse in Isaiah that says to arise and shine because the light of the Lord has risen upon us. And um, I think in light of that, influence is really in an opposite way of passivity. Because when I think about passivity or being passive, I think about being inactive or not reacting or not getting involved. So that's kind of what we're looking at today. So it's the opposite side of what we talked about last time. Yeah, I love the definition, not getting involved, because I think that will really resonate. It resonates with me, um, not getting involved. And specifically when you think about like the kingdom. Yes. Like not being involved. Yeah. And I think some of us have fallen into this especially post-pandemic. I think um, after two and a half years of having to be in our homes to isolate, um, it's like the law of science, maybe the second law of thermodynamics, but I'm not sure. An object at rest likes to stay at rest and an object in motion likes to stay Mm -hmm. in motion. And I think a lot of us became an object at rest quote unquote, not biblical rest, but just passivity. And we are fine not getting involved. And I think that is a real problem. And so, you know, when you think about guarding yourself against sin or, or guarding your life against temptations, I think most of us understand how to guard our marriages against adultery. I think most of us probably are aware of how to guard ourselves against getting drunk. I think we are on guard about things that we say that would lead us into gossip, but I don't think that we put the same guard up around passivity. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it is even more insidious than other sins that we struggle with. And when I talk about it being insidious, I I just mean that it is something that is a gradual process over time. It's not something that's glaring and in your face. It is a lot easier to be passive than to be active. And um, I think we, we fall into a lot of lies that we hear or just mistruths, maybe not like intentional lies, but, you know, I've heard people say, oh, just let go and let God. Mm. What, I mean, what's that? Like, how would you define that when someone says, let go and let God? I mean, I think what they're trying to say is this idea of surrendering um, to God's will, probably. But for me, I think when I think about surrendering to his will, it's, not a passive thing. I have this quote um, I want to read from um, Rich Velotis, which I don't 
know him personally. He's like a pastor somewhere, and he just puts out the most amazing things. But he said, to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, which I kind of think is what they're trying to say, right? Let go, let God, his kingdom will come, his will be done. It's not a language of passivity, as in, God, there is nothing we can do, so please fix this world. This is language of participation, such as, God, there's much we can do, but only in your power. Oh, that's really good. I love that, to move from passivity to participation, I think. And and we're called to do that. Right. And today, that's kind of what we want to spend some time looking at, is moving from passivity to perci- participation. Boy, say that fast. I'm just going to stick with passivity. <laughs> yes, that's good. <laughs> that's easier. Um, and I think I think we see this throughout Scripture. I think we see that we're called to do this. And I, and I think over and over again, um, I, I love, you know, King David and you read mm. a lot of what King David goes through in the Psalm. One of them, one verse that really stands out is Psalm 1837. And David is talking to the Lord and he says, I pursued my enemies and overtook them and did not turn back till they were consumed. Mm. And that is a very active language Yes, the Lord has the power to do all things, anything that he wants to do, but he's invited us in to participate in the kingdom of God. And we see that early on in Genesis. I mean, there is a mandate for us to produce flourishing and to cultivate life early on in Genesis. He says for us to you know, go forth and multiply. And that's not just about having families and children. That is about producing flourishing in the kingdom of God. And we are called in to do that. That is a a mandate that God has given us. And I think sometimes we kind of forget that and we just think, well, there's really nothing I can do. You know, yeah, things are going rough in the world, but what can I really do about it? And I think we're, we're called to get involved. Yeah. I think like we said last week, you know, about with our influence, we all have influence somewhere with someone um, in some way, uh, because of how God has enabled us through His power to do His work. Yes, and He's given each of us great and precious gifts to do that. And you know, one of my favorite verses, and you guys have heard me say it probably a hundred times, is Ephesians two ten that we mm. are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do the good work that He has prepared in advance for us to do. And you see this theme from Genesis all the way to Revelation. I love, I was looking in Revelation earlier today, and that's probably not a book you might read very often because it can be a little bit weird and I don't understand it. And so we're not going to go into the detail of all of it. But basically, the book of Revelation is to give the church of Jesus Christ hope that Christ is returning and that we are to advance the kingdom of the gospel. And um, Revelation 2, 7 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Mm -hmm. And again, in Revelation 2.17, he says, to him who overcomes. And again and again and again in Revelation, there is this call to those who overcome. And to be an overcomer means that we have to actively be involved in the kingdom of God. And what are some of the things that we have to overcome? I know for me personally, 
one of the biggest areas I have to overcome is apathy and my thought life. And so those things are big challenges to me. And I have to really take hold of my thought life because that's where the insidious nature of passivity comes in so often for me is I don't take control of my thought life. And when I don't take control of my thought life, my thought life takes control of me. Yeah. I think a lot of people relate to that. If, yeah. If they're even aware that that's what's happening. You know, sometimes I think we forget we have control of our thought life. Yeah. And, and scripture talks to us about that. Mm-hmm. You know, it says, take every thought captive under the obedience of God. And that is this idea of us being involved in that and actively directing our thoughts towards God, towards his principles, towards his truth. And we see in Psalm how we are to meditate on his law day and night and how we're supposed to do this faithfully and over and over again. I I read a quote today that said, either we pursue our enemies or they pursue us. Mm. And I thought back to that verse that I just read out of Psalm 18 about how David had to pursue his enemies and he had to fight to win that battle. You know, when the Israelites were going into the promised land, God said, I'm going to give you this land. But he didn't just, you know, poof, here it is. They had to fight for that land. And he said, every place that your foot goes, I'm going to give you that land. But they had to walk it out. They had to fight the battles. They had to overcome. And I think the same is true for us. I love Ephesians chapter 5. The Apostle Paul is basically Ephesians, six chapters, excellent book. If you've Mm -hmm. never read it, start reading it. It's great. But in Ephesians chapter five, the apostle Paul is basically quoting Isaiah and he's saying, Hey, wake up sleeper. It is time to participate. As a matter of fact, Ephesians five, let me see if I can find it. Uh, Ephesians five, starting in verse 15, maybe. Um, he starts talking about how it's Ephesians five fifteen. He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. And I think that goes to the idea that if we are not actively using our time wisely, the default is going to be this insidious path that we are going to be led down of a gradual, slow process. And maybe today you're listening to this and this is the wake up call for you. Maybe you realize, oh yeah, that's the thing. I just have allowed things to happen to me. I was trying to think of a good example for this and um, I really enjoy paddle boarding. And so when I paddleboard out in the river, the tide is going either in or out. And I always want to go with the tide because I can sit on my paddleboard and not do anything and the tide carries me along. But typically, if you're going to go out paddling, at one point you're going to end up going against the tide. And I have been paddling with friends before, and you know, because you love to paddleboard too, except Suzanne likes to put her dog on the paddleboard. That would never work in my world. Well, it's a tiny dog. Yeah, I can't imagine. I literally can't imagine my dog on the paddleboard. No, your dog, it would not work with your dog. No, No, we would both end up in the river. But when you're paddling on the paddleboard, if you are going against the current and you are not actively digging that paddle in deep, then and you are just being passive, you're being taken by the current in a different direction than maybe you want to go. And I think 
that has happened to a lot of us. And so if you feel that way, your life is moving in a direction. Your marriage is moving in a direction. Your career is moving in a direction that you don't want it to go. This is a call to to come back, to dig that paddle in deep and to participate in the kingdom of God, because that's what he's calling us to do. And he's calling us to be more than a conqueror. Romans 8, 37 says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And I love that part that he calls us to be more than conquerors, but he's doing that through Jesus Christ because the victory has already been won in Christ. And my life is now hidden in Christ. Suzanne, your life is hidden in Christ and we are more than conquerors in Christ. But how do we do that? How do you become more than a conqueror? I, I love that analogy, but I also think that you um, really hit on something. Is kind of, I think, what may help is if you can identify some of those things, um, like you said, apathy and your thought life. What are kind of the things that lead us to passivity? What are the things that we need to paddle against? Or the things that you need to conquer, like identifying what those things are, I think helps us create a battle plan, so to, so to speak, right? You know, my husband's in the military. He says, you know, we spend lots and lots of time studying our enemies, right? Because we have to know how our enemy is going to come at us. So figuring out what those things are. Like I kind of alluded in the beginning that I have to fight against this idea of weariness, you know, like I just want to give up and quit. Right. Because not doing anything is can seem so much easier than having to do work. Um, but that doesn't lead to um, the abundant call that God has placed on all our lives. It doesn't lead to the abundant life. And it certainly doesn't have any eternal impact for me to do nothing. Um, so I think sometimes identifying what those things are first is helpful. I think that is such a good point and such a practical um idea for us to focus on. And when you look in scripture too, and you study like the word endurance, Mm. we are told over and over to endure, to endure. Why do you think God's word tells us to endure? Because he knows that our default is to become passive and to let things happen and to not engage. And I I don't think you're alone in that idea of just wanting to kind of quit because I mean, I'll be honest, there are a lot of times when I'm like, you know, it'd be a whole lot easier if I didn't have to do all of this stuff all the time. And I just want to quit because I'm still going to go to heaven. Right. (laughs) I'm I'm still going to be with Jesus for eternity. But he's called us to more. He, you know, when the disciples asked Jesus to how to pray, he says, thy kingdom come on earth as it already is in heaven. And that's what we get invited to do, to be a part of the kingdom of God coming down to earth as it already is in heaven. And Jesus, again, in John says, you know, I have come so that you may have life and life abundantly. He doesn't just want to give us a life that goes with the flow that goes along with the current of culture and the wind of whatever's happening. But he wants to give us that abundant, good life. Yeah, and I think that um, part of that in, you know, is to share this with somebody too, right? Either ask someone into your struggle or share in someone else's struggle. Like you asked me earlier, kind of what my default is. Like last night, I, we actually talked, I talked to my husband, I was like, 
I just want to quit all of this. And so he encouraged me this morning with a verse. It says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So when we allow other people to come into that with us um, and help us paddle against the current, so to speak, you know, we do, we will reap a harvest. And so I think we all want to reap a harvest, right? I mean, I want to reap some harvest in my life now on earth. Yes, right? absolutely. And I think we see that in different areas of our life. I love that your husband shared that verse with you just this morning to mm-hmm. encourage you and that we're talking about how to endure and how not to give up. Um, but I think one of the other things, you know, first of all, like you said, identify those areas that we are prone to have passivity in and then remember God's faithfulness in areas when we haven't given up. And so I think about things with my own children, you know, because raising kids requires active participation in their life. Now you can be passive and I have been at times. And I remember when Joshua was really little, I was actually in school and he only went to school a half a day. And so I would pick him up at noon, but I would still have like papers to write and books to read because I was in school. And I remember I would just let him sit on the couch and watch Power Rangers all afternoon because I had to get my work done. And so I would not engage. And I noticed after about a month of every afternoon, him watching Power Rangers, he became very aggressive and he became um, agitated. And I realized it's because he's sitting there just watching this show all day long. And so I had to get engaged in that. And I had to say, no, that's not okay. Now it took a lot more work and a lot more discipline on my part. And I had to make some sacrifices and stay up later at night or get up earlier in the morning to get some of my schoolwork done so that he wasn't just sitting there watching that. And after I recognized that and I intervened, his behavior changed immediately. And a lot of times I am reminded of God's faithfulness in that when I engaged and I got involved, how I saw a direct result and how it changed things. And it was so much better. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a good example. We're also not hating on you moms. If you use screen time to get stuff done. Absolutely not at all. (laughs) We've all done that. Oh, yes. Been there. Done that a few times. Um, So, but I do think, you know, recognizing it and then remembering God's faithfulness in times when we have seen him be so faithful over and over again. And then the other practical thing is Ephesians chapter six. You know, we were just talking about Ephesians five. The apostle Paul was saying, you know, be careful then how you live, um, not as the unwise, but as the wise. And then in the very next chapter, he tells them, he says, finally, like he's finishing this letter to the church. And he says, be strong in the Lord, put on the whole armor of God, take up the shield of faith, take up the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit and praying at all times in the spirit. I think Suzanne, just a couple of years ago, you did, um, a sermon on this at one of our events and you talked about that and talked about the word stand and how Mm -hmm. it's repeated over and over again and when you've done everything else stand and so maybe that's where you are today and you feel completely defeated and that you have no energy in you I just want to encourage you like If you're driving when you're listening to this podcast, don't do this because it could be dangerous. But if you're at a place where you're sitting and listening to this, stand up right now. And that simple act, that action of standing is indicating to God that you are back in this. Because I remember when you taught on that, it really encouraged me. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not looking at Ephesians right now, but I know within that that 
ver- those verses, it does. It says, stand firm, stand firm. And then, so then I did a word study in the Bible about all the times he tells us to stand firm. And there's a lot. So I remember after I read them all, Jenny Dennis actually brought me up some a glass of water while I was teaching because she's like, I know you need some water after that. <laughs> Because there are a lot of things where he talks about standing firm. Um, and I love just to go back to quickly about um, God's faithfulness. I have this thing in my Bible that I wrote and I forgot it was in there and I shared it recently, but um, remembering who God is. And so in Exodus 34, and you can go and, and read it, but starting in about verse six, um, the Lord starts revealing to Moses exactly who he is, you know, talking about he's compassionate and gracious and slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness and all of those things. And then we see um, all of this action take place after the revelation of exactly who God is. Um, And so I have this thing in my Bible that reminds me that the knowledge and revelation of who God is leads us to praise and worship him. And then that Praise and worship will lead us to prayer, repentance, petition, which then leads us to God's guidance, his response to us, and his commands for us. Um, And then we are called to act in obedience to those things and to um, go where God leads us. I love that. I love that. And actually, I love that you brought up Acts, I mean, Exodus 34, because the very next chapter, Exodus 35, has one of my favorite verses in all of the Old Testament. And um, it is just for us today, ladies. I want to share it with you because it goes along with that, that there we are called to act and to respond. So um, Exodus 35, starting in verse 25, they the tabernacle is um, there and they're, the people are being called to give their contributions to the tabernacle, the dwelling place of God. And it says, And every skillful woman spun with her hands, and they all brought what they had spun in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen. All the women whose hearts stirred them to use their skill spun the goat's hair. So ladies, this is a call to spin the goat's hair. <laughs> I love that. Let's spin some goat hair. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even sure how or what that looks We're gonna like. We're going to have to get Kelly to um, make that into a thing for us. Because remember, go hammer and tongs. Oh, yes. Which I don't even remember what the context of it was now meant. Like we were going to go bold. Yes. Um, for the kingdom one year. And I don't even remember what the context was, but we said go hammer and tongs. Now I think we can just say go spin some goat hair. Yes. And, like, that's going to like rile us up. I think so too. And, and what I love about it is, you know, it says the women whose hearts stirred them to use their skill. See, God's mm. provided a skill for each one of us. He's He's given each one of us gifts and he's given us personalities and he's given us influence. And he's saying, hey, let your heart be stirred to go. Spin that goat's hair, whatever that looks like. Um, and then if you keep reading in Exodus 35, it, it finishes in verse 29. It says, All the men and women, the people of Israel, whose hearts moved them to bring anything for the work that the Lord had commanded by Moses to be done, brought it as a free will offering to the Lord. And I think, you know, we are called to do the work. And it's not easy. But it is something that we're called to do faithfully over and over again. So I hope today you have been encouraged that you have been called to go spend some goat's hair. 
Yeah, and I love that also that it says willing, able and willing. You yes. cannot be passive and willing at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So ladies, this is a call from passivity into participation in the kingdom of God. Um, he is chosen you. He wants to use you. And maybe today you just start by standing because that's what he's calling us to do. So um, our savor moment, our savor moment for today, we were thinking about what can we do that is an action. And so we want to encourage you. We're going to share a banana bread recipe with you. It's a four ingredient, super easy banana bread recipe. And we want to encourage you to think about someone that maybe God's calling you to be active in their life. And I'm not saying go preach a sermon to them or go tell them something. I'm just asking, pray for them and make them some banana bread. Yeah, that's a four ingredient banana bread. That's that's not hard, but you have to be willing That's right. and able. That's right. And then obedient. Absolutely. <laughs> and I believe that he will bless you with the sweet aroma of that freshly baked banana bread. Can you tell I'm so hungry? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should make two, one for you and one for someone else. Yes, exactly. But just to go and actively be participating in an ex- being by being an expression of God's love to someone who may be you know, going through something rough or just to say, hey, I was thinking about you. Yeah. Absolutely. So that is your call to action today. That is your savor moment. We are so glad that you tuned in and um, were with us today. We'd love to hear from you. So if you make that banana bread, you can tag us on social media. You can email us at savor at crosstownchurch.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you get notified every time new episodes come out, which hopefully will be weekly throughout the rest of the year. And um, thank you guys for being with us today. Thank you for being with us today here at Savor. This podcast is a ministry of Crosstown Church. For information about SOAR Women's Ministry or Crosstown Church, please visit crosstownchurch.com or download the Crosstown app. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, or leave a review. This helps people find us.